Introduction of Why The two most important days in your life are, the day you are born and the day, you find out, why. Mark Twain People will forget what you did, people will forget how you did it, but people will seldom forget why you did it. No matter if your action is good or bad, reasons always leave a permanent, and non-erasable mark on the minds of the people. The purpose of your action determines the reason for your behavior. Your motive, intentional or unintentional, plays a vital role to become judgmental in relation to the action. This reason is your actual motivation, your internal motivational instinct, which keeps you awake and never allows you to sleep. It is an inbuilt ability of human mind to recognize the reason for action. You cannot find any fruitful result if your action has no reason. To find a most effective result, a balanced coordination of your mind and heart is required. The cause and the courage are the commands of your mind and heart respectively, of your body. Cause is related to reason while courage is related to your action. A research has unveiled that there is continuous communication between mind and heart. It has been found that the frequency of communication of heart is more than that of mind. Although, it's a two-way communication process, maximum flow is always towards mind. Dr. Roland McCready, Director of Research, HeartMath Institute, explains through a study that what should go on inside of a person's brain, body and nervous system to be able to think clearly, maintain composure and perform to one's highest potential. According to him, the heart, as an organ of perception and intelligence, is a huge part of the equation. He describes that the heart and the brain are in constant communication. McCready further says that the heart sends more information to the brain than vice versa. Those signals affect the brain centers which involve in our decision-making, and in our ability to perceive. There is no clear evidence in history that who and when, for the first time, challenged the status quo through the question of why. Studies reveal that it's a result of confrontation between heart and mind. If your heart wins, you become a follower but when your mind is a winner you stand up like a leader. It's a tool to find the truth. It's a seed of scientific invention. It is a reason. You can call it by different synonyms such as honesty or brand or quality or truth or reality. People like Socrates or Gautam Buddha, Mahatma Gandhi or Steve Jobs always used to think about why the system works in this way. Why do people suffer in misery? Why do people live a life of slavery or why don't people have quality products? Socrates, a great Greek philosopher, started to ask questions and kept on challenging the status quo. The principles of Socrates are the path to find that the truth is built on a series of questions. Although Socrates's writings are not available in history but Plato, his pupil, has narrated in his book The Dialogue of Socrates. Plato describes Socrates as the ultimate teacher as well as the creator of modern argument and rhetoric. Gautam Buddha, founder of Buddhism, left his palace in search of truth. Being a prince, he had all luxuries of life. One day, he decided to see the beauty of the world but he came across the four phases of the reality of life, old age, sickness, death and ascetic life. He asked questions to his charioteer. 1. Why does a person become old? 2. Why does a person become sick? 3. Why does a person die? And 4. Why does a person follow an ascetic life? These incidents disturbed him from inside and paved the way to live a life of a monk. One midnight, while his wife and son were sleeping, he left his luxurious life and went out in search of truth, the reality of life. A life which was free from sadness and misery to find the nirvana through a continuously, systematically and scientifically proved meditation. 
It has been scientifically proved that reasoning occurs within the cerebrum, the principal and most anterior part of the brain in vertebrates, but beyond that, different parts of reasoning may also be found in different parts of the brain centers. Most reasoning occurs in the frontal lobe, the part of the cerebrum at the front of the skull. It's quite strange that the part of the brain which is responsible for finding the reason for action occurring in the frontal lobe of the brain. It means structure of psychological system of brain has already been designed in WWH what, why and how pattern. The moment a desire of what comes in your mind, the other part of your brain becomes active to respond either with why or how. If the how part of your brain takes responsibility to respond, you are a follower. But if the why part of your brain becomes active to respond by questioning the reason for what, you are recognized and accepted by the world as a leader. Leadership emerges when the focus is on the causes, reasons and logic rather than processes and methodology. Cause, logic and reason are all connected to the frontal lobe of brain. Abstract reasoning occurs in the frontal lobe, but some reasonings are also connected to the temporal lobe. The temporal lobe deals heavily with memory, and the purpose of memory of that part of brain to use past experiences to understand new events or scenarios. So, the parts of brain chambers which are occupied by reasonings are connected to frontal as well as temporal lobe. Reasoning occupies more than 50% of the brain chamber. It means it is naturally designed in way to start with why. Even though, most of the people prefer to follow rather than to question. It can be rearranged but how, we will see in a later chapter. This type of mental phenomenon is generally very active in the mind of great leaders. These leaders are always volatile in their why attitude because they have clarity in their reason for action and well connected with the target result. Mark Twain rightly said, successful people know why they are here. They have a strong sense of purpose. And when things get tough, that purpose gives them stability and pushes them to keep going. The great people always start their day with why and the below stories reveal the secret of success and the leadership traits. First story, during 1665-67, Cambridge University was closed due to severe outbreak of plague. Faculties and students were advised to leave the campus to control the epidemic. People were free to go anywhere. Some decided to go to the countryside to enjoy the natural beauty, some opted to take a world tour and see the world with a closer view, some of them went back home to support their family business while a couple of them went to find the opportunity to earn money and learn the business etiquette. All were having the reason for their action. Isaac Newton, a young student, was also among them. He also returned home due to force situation, but his reason was different from others because he recognized both the important days of his life. These two important days were based on when and why. When he was born, he came to know from his parents and governmental documents, but why he was born, he discovered himself. He was the only son of a prosperous local farmer, who left for heaven three months before he opened his eyes in the world. This was Newton's first family repulsion. A premature baby, born tiny and weak, was not expected to survive. The second family repulsion hugged him unwantedly when he was at the age of three. His mother remarried with a well-to-do minister and left him with his maternal grandmother. The bitter experience of family detachment left an indelible imprint on the mind of young boy and enveloped the feeling of insecurity inside him. Life took a soft U-turn, when his mother returned to him after the death of his stepfather. During his schooling days, he got a chance to introduce himself in the fascinating world of chemistry when he was living with an apothecary family in a town of Lincolnshire, UK. A zigzag in his life compelled him to discontinue his study when he was pulled back by his mother from school to work as a farmer in the farm, but he failed miserably. 
His uncle realized his nephew's innate intellectual ability and persuaded his mother to send him to Trinity College, Cambridge University. This was the time when scientific revolution was at a high extreme. Newton found a most suitable environment to exaggerate his scientific temperament. But, a third repulsion was waiting for him there, and it was when the university closed due to plague and he came back home. One day, he was sitting in an orchard and an apple fell from the tree to, some says on his head, the ground. It was not the first time, apples fell down either on the head or the ground, but it fell in front of a person who was very strong in his why attitude. He strived against all adversaries to reach close to success. He came across with repulsion in his every walk of life but the why attitude enticed him to propound a theory of gravity. Second story, this is a story of a leader of the leaders who has been a source of inspiration for many great leaders like Nelson Mandela and Martin Luther King Jr. a saint of Sabarmati Ashram from India, who did the miracle and changed the concept of the entire world through the value-based principles of ahimsa and satyagraha, nonviolence and truthfulness, to maintain peace and prosperity in the world. The concept of war destroys peace, but we achieve peace through war, was widely accepted by the world, and the entire world became the witness of two devastating world wars. The world paid the heavy price for ignoring nonviolence and tolerance. On October 2, 1869, a boy was born to a well-reputed family with a shy nature and introvert characteristics. When he went to school, he was unable to utter a single word in front of his mates in the classroom. Although his wish was to become a doctor, his family forced him to be a lawyer and sent him to London to pursue his studies in law. He entered in a profession after getting his barrister's degree from England where only talkative people could survive. He lost his first client because he was stammering and unable to speak clearly during cross-examination with the opponent in the witness box. He escaped from the courtroom and made full refund of fees to his client. He failed completely in his professional life. Destiny decided to send him to South Africa, and he obeyed the decision after signing a one-year contract to perform legal service there. In South Africa, he experienced the humiliation of racial discrimination and apartheid behavior of Britishers against Indians. There are two seminal moments in South Africa which revamped his leadership quality. First time, when he was asked by a judge to remove his turban in the court of Durban and next time when he was thrown out from the first-class coach of a train although he was having the ticket for the same class. The pathetic condition of Indians and behavior of Britishers ignited his why attitude because he was aware of both the important days of his life, when and why. This why attitude forced him to challenge the prevailing conditions. He returned to India as a strong leader from South Africa and found that the condition in India was also not better than South Africa. So, he started a movement against draconian laws of British and the self-rule for Indians. He succeeded to bring the attention of the world on his genuine cause of revolution. The world accepted and saluted him for his tested principles of nonviolence and truthfulness. This saint was recognized by the world as Mahatma, a great soul, Gandhi and father of the nation in India. Third story, it is said that when two great leaders unite, a great thing comes into existence but whenever they confront, two great things are created. This saying is perfectly matched with two great luminaries in the sky of business world, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. These two business legends are having multiple similarities and differences simultaneously. The concept of attraction and detraction always active in the relationship of Steve and Bill. The mercantile nature attracts each other but competitive nature parts them away. In 1955, Steve and Bill were born in USA. Steve was an adopted son while Bill belonged to an upper-middle-class family. As usual, 
Their family sent them school and college for studies but unusually both were recognized as college dropout students. Steve and Bill started two separate IT companies with their own identity, Apple, a hardware company and Microsoft, a software company, with partnership of Steve Wozniak and Alan Paul respectively. Steve revolutionized the world of information and technology with Mac, iPad, iPod and iPhone whereas Bill monopolized the computer world with DOS and Windows as operating system. Their unique products captured the eyes of the whole world. Apple products became the brand of the people and Microsoft became the mandatory operating system for computer users. Steve focused on quality and luxury of the product while Bill was interested in quantity and affordability of the product. One was having futuristic approach while other was having numeric aptitude. As per World Economic Report of 2018, Steve created biggest jobs while Gates created largest bill. In this way, Steve captured biggest market share while Bill became the richest man of the world. These two leaders came close to support their why. Steve invited Bill to develop a software for his Mac computer with graphic design to make it user-friendly. These two business tycoons worked to grow together, but some point of time, a conflict arose due to competitive nature of business and both moved towards opposite directions but always maintained their values and respected the dignity of the other. Do you think that the choice of their product put them on top of the business world? Answer is simply, no. They were not the pioneer in computer and software products. They were also not the only people who were in the market with these products. The main thing which made them bright stars was their why, their reason for action and their purpose for doing things. Their concepts were clear and the reason for entering, particularly in that business, was open for them. They designed their whys in a way that it covered larger group of people and impacted wider scope of life. Steve was interested to see computer in every hand while Bill wanted to show up every office through operating system and MS office to reduce the repetitive work pressure in the office. Steve was working on easy accessibility of the product and Bill was focusing on affordability of the product. Similar stories of many leaders go on and on and on. Stories are not only for hearing. Stories are for learning the lesson from others' lives. Stories are the big source of motivation, aspiration and inspiration. These are the experience of the past actions by great leaders. These stories have vast experience of success or failure. These stories have tested and trusted information because their results are in front of us. These may be a story of success or failure but will always be a source of inspiration for everyone. Every story has its own ability to motivate people. Success stories guide you to the right path, while failure stories prevent you from doing the mistake which stop you from disaster. Above are not the only stories of successful people. You may find thousands and thousands of stories of successful people in this queue, but you will find one common thing in all successful leaders that they are fully aware about when and why of their life. When has only one answer, i.e., date of birth while why has millions of answers. The finding out the answer of why is what makes you a successful person. The more you get the answers of why, the more successes will come in your lap. Cake cutting and ribbon cutting relate to your when and why respectively. First is used to celebrate your past event whereas second is used to kick off your future target. Sir Isaac Newton or Mahatma Gandhi, Steve Jobs or Bill Gates, all used to have a common characteristic in them and that was to challenge the status quo. They did ask questions about the existing situation. Most interesting thing is that instead of focusing and remembering when they were born, they focus on why they were born. You may have noticed or not, but you must be aware that great people don't celebrate when they are born. It's other people who greet them and organize the cake cutting ceremony. 
Great people always celebrate why they were born, the reason and purpose in their life.